welcome back to another episode of Season Saviors. I'm Shane Riley, joined by Ian Whitfield. Ian, it's a great week of fantasy football, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great week. Uh, exciting week 12 this past week. The Browns uh, are on a winning, rec- uh, winning record since firing Hugh Jackson. Uh, Christian McCaffrey put up nearly 50, unfortunately for me. And Blake Bortles is now a backup quarterback to Cody Kessler. So a lot to talk about. So we should probably jump right into it with our startup. Shane, who you got this week? Uh, for my first start of my life, Gus Edwards of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, his matchup in Atlanta is going to be a good one as they are a bottom five-tier team. And, uh, you know, he's rushed for 100 yards in the last two weeks. Even though Alex Collins is coming back, I think he's going to get the touches. He he he's uh, he earned them, and I believe it's going to be a good fantasy week against Atlanta, even though it is away. Yeah, I mean, Gus Edwards has been great with Lamar Jackson by his side. Um. This week, I have Case Keenum, quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Keenum and the Broncos are riding a ni- very impressive uh, win against the Steelers, so that should set them up nicely. Uh, the Broncos are almost into a wild card consideration in the AFC, and that's and they have an easy stretch coming up against. A, now they have a very quarterback-friendly Bengals team that they're going up against. Uh, since he has allowed the most total fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks in the league and are tied in, for second in the most passing touchdowns allowed by quarterbacks as well. Keenum is also very cautious with the football, and he only had two multi-turnover games all season so far. And Keenum's really high-risk-reward play this week and could potentially go north of 25 points. Yeah, I could see Keenum doing really well. They played really well against the Steelers. Uh, my second stardom is Amari Cooper, who is the Dallas Cowboy. Uh, they're playing, actually, tonight, uh, Thursday Night Football, at home against the worst uh, secondary in the league in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They play in shootouts every week. And Amari Cooper and Dallas have looked really good on offense, which, you know, I don't like the Cowboys. But, you know, they have looked really well, and he, he looks a lot better with the Cowboys. And I expect big things for, for uh, on this Thursday. Yeah, I 100% agree. I was actually going to uh, – I was considering putting him as one of my stardoms, but I had another uh, receiving option that I liked a little bit better. But uh, Aaron Jones, now I'm going to hop in with my other one. Uh, Aaron Jones running back for the Green Bay Packers. Jones has established himself as the feature back in Green Bay and uh, has grasped the opportunity – just straight out of the, uh, all the other running backs' hands there. He has averaged 26 points per game in his last three games and is already a top 17 running back in the NFL, even not playing in the first two games of the season, which would affect would, would still affect that average. Um, the Cardinals, this week they play the Cardinals, who have been super friendly to running backs all year long. The Cardinals have allowed the fourth most total fantasy points per game to opposing running backs and the most total rushing touchdowns this season as well. Jones should be able to carry on his freaky good form and his potential to go above 25 points, kind of like Case Keenum, but way more impressive because it's a running back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I get, I uh, Also following the running back trend, I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay of the Denver Broncos. He had a fantastic week against the uh, Steelers uh, front seven that has been very good this season. Um, but, you know, now he's going up against a Cincinnati team that is literally the worst against running backs. You see Nick Chubb go off for two touchdowns last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Nick Chubb also burned him a couple weeks ago. I mean, Philip Lindsay is looking like a a good running back, top tier, and uh, I expect him to continue that against the worst ru- running defense. Yeah, I really like fin- Philip Lindsay, especially this week, because I have to put him for a injured Melvin Gordon. Um, my last stardom is Corey Davis, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Davis has had a breakout uh, breakaway touchdown last week for 48 yards on prime time against the Texans, who really who and he really showed well. He is riding some good form right now, putting up 20-plus points, and it's two of his last three games, and now is a favorable matchup against the Jets. The Jets have allowed the third-most total fantasy points per game to opposing wideouts and the third-most total yards per game to wide receivers, too. 
Also, for what it's worth, the Jets have allowed the four or one of four teams in the NFL to allow over a hundred rushing yards to wide receivers as well. So you might get a few bonus points because Davis does get a decent amount of carries for a wide receiver. So you might be able to tack on a few extra points right there. And he could get a massive target um, increase, kind of like what he had against the Eagles where he um, hauled in nine receptions this year. So give me some Corey Davis this year. So give me some Corey Davis. So, yeah, let's jump right into the sit Shane, who you got this week? Uh, for my first guy, I have Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he's, you know, he's kind of like a two or three uh, on that squad. Number eight, he's a... Uh, you know, he's off and on, very inconsistent this year. You know, he'll have, like, two touchdowns, a lot of targets, a lot of catches, and then the next week he'll just go completely cold. Um, he's playing Baltimore's defense, which capitalizes off of turnovers all the time. You know, Jimmy Smith is always taking the ball away. And, you know, since he was a big factor last week, they'll target him. This, The Ravens' defense will target him to shut him down because he's really not going to shut down Julio. The only time you can do that's in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So I just – I expect – and it was against the Saints last week who has a terrible secondary. So I expect Calvin Ridley to – have a, a bit of a down week, so if, if you can uh, avoid starting him, I'd go ahead and do that. Yeah, there's a bunch of other good guys that you can pick up off the waiver wire that have emerged recently. Uh, my first do not start this week is Tevin Coleman, running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Coleman has been great in, in Devonta Freeman's absence so far this season, but things are not looking good for him against the Ravens. The Ravens have are yet sorry. The Ravens have allowed the second fewest total fantasy points per game to opposing running backs, and is one of two teams in the NFL who allow under a hundred total rushing yards per game, which is, mag- is which is amazing. Um, running backs get points against the Ravens strictly through short yard and goal line situations, and Tevin Coleman does not get a lot of those, so it's going to be hard for him to um, rack up yards, and even with the reception numbers that he gets, I don't think it's going to put him into a a good spot this week. Uh, Coleman does not get a lot of uh, short yard touchdowns, so that doesn't help him against a good uh, Ravens uh, rush defense. He's only he only has two rushing t- touchdowns on the season, so Coleman is a risky play, and you should be able you want to avoid him this week. Who and he could easily go below double digits. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, getting into my second guy, I have Allen Robinson, uh, the Chicago Bears. They're at New York. I mean, their secondary has been off and on. You know, they haven't been uh, one of the best in the league, but they they've been decent. You know, uh, he's been under 40 yards three out of the last four weeks. It it really has been a skid for him it, the one week he had a fantastic week against Detroit so he's very inconsistent there and the Bears have made it known that if if they're covering him they they will go to somewhere someone else so um you know he has not done he really hasn't done that well and it doesn't help that Mitchell Trubisky is not playing or is expected not to play this week so I mean yeah it's true yeah I mean I do like Mitchell Trubisky but <laughs> I mean when the Bears are without him I don't know if I really trust that um, my f- second do not start this week, Josh Gordon, uh, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. I have trouble benching a Patriots player a lot just because the fact that Belichick can really outcoach any tough matchups and stuff like that. But this week I feel a little differently. Uh, the Vikings have allowed only 113.3 receiving yards per game to wideouts since week six, which does not benefit a low target guy like Josh Gordon. Um, Gordon has yet to go above five receptions all season. And since he's so big and so big play dependent, it really doesn't make him a reliable play this week, especially a guy that doesn't find the end zone a lot. Um, and the low number of targets, he's not going to be able to rack up yards. I, I just can't see how he's going to be productive, especially if you're trying to get some PPR points this week because the Vikings have been so stout against other wide receivers. Uh, Josh Gordon, I just don't think – I think you can find other better plays this week off the waiver wire. So many um, good wide receivers available right there right now. Yeah, Xavier Rhodes is a terrific cornerback. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and finish it off for my sit-ems. Uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, New York Giants wide receiver. 
you know, when you have to share the ball with Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham, who really get a majority of the targets, and it doesn't help that your quarterback is Eli Manning. Um, you know, he's failed across 40 yards in four straight games, which is uh, horrendous for a wide receiver. And I, I'd love to see him, you know, uh, put up some better stats. I mean, the only th- good fantasy he's had in the last four weeks is uh, against the Giants, or not the Giants, uh, the 49ers uh, on that Monday night game where he caught a touchdown in, like, the last quarter, and that really saved his week. But other than that, he's been very, very bad, and it doesn't help that he's going up against the Chicago defense that is just going to pressure uh, the heck out of Eli Manning, and it's just not going to not going to be a good game. I, I don't think a, it's going to be pretty. I <laughs> expect a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I expect some too. Um, so I'm going to... S- uh, finish us off with Austin Eckler, running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. Melvin Gordon, out two to four weeks. Obviously, that's a big blow to a lot of fantasy teams, which means now it's a running back by committee in Los Angeles. This should hurt Eckler, in my opinion, as the Chargers take on the Steelers. The Steelers have been solid against running backs all year, allowing the sixth-fewest total fantasy points per game to running backs and allowing the third-lowest total yards per game to running backs as well. Eckler does not get a lot of carries, but then his only saving grace as being an actual running back, which he really isn't, is his um, re- uh, receptions per game. So he racks up points in PPR leagues. He's only gone above five receptions in one game one time all year, which makes it look scary for Eckler this week, especially without being able to hide behind Melvin Gordon. Defenses are going to be aware of his uh, passing out of the back ability, so they're going to target him more um, in the passing game. And I think they're really going to shut him down. And I think there's other Los Angeles running backs that might benefit more from this Gordon injury. Um, I just I think Austin Eckler. We're gonna have to wait and see on him, and I don't I don't think you can start him confidently this week. Yeah, I mean it's not looking like a good week for him. So I mean, you just want to go ahead and finish it off with your waiver wire pickups. Yeah, so I'm gonna start us off with Lamar Jackson, a quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Boy, is he fun to watch. He already has 180 rushing yards and two starts, and has totaled 16 and 20 points in both those games as well. His rushing yard amount just racks up points for the freak athlete out of Louisville. His passing talent is decent enough that with a low amount of turnovers, he can go north of 20 points every single week, no matter like the amount of passing yards he has. Because he'll throw for maybe one to two interceptions a game. But if he can get that number lower or just keep it at one, the, the passing touchdown number, the rushing touchdown number, and the amount of rushing yards, it, it's actually a really good play. Lamar Jackson, the fact he can go north of 20 points every single week. He's a great quarterback pickup if you had like Andy Dalton, it was placed on IR or for the remainder of the season or any other quarterback that you just don't like the matchup this week. He's only owned at 50% ESPN leagues, and I think he's a great pickup if, you, if you're if you a guy that likes to carry a backup quarterback and wants to snatch up someone that could be really uh, productive in the near future. Um, secondly, I have Theo Riddick running back for the Detroit Lions. on Johnson, injuries time frame is not clear, and until he comes back, I'd say go ahead and pick up Riddick and play him at the flex with some confidence. He has 25 catches over his last four games and has racked up seven catches for 13 yards. Riddick is the clear passing back in Detroit and has eight points or more in all four of his last four games. If you need a flex, this is your man. He's only owned in 30% of ESPN leagues, and personally, I picked him up in a few leagues, and I love having him. Like It's like a, it's a gar- almost a guaranteed double-digit uh, performance from your flex, which is something that it's nice to depend on if you don't have like someone that has good uh, uh, risk-reward potential. And lastly, I have Traquan Smith, running, uh, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. The wide receiver, too, for this offense, I'd, I'd take it every single day. He's behind Michael Thomas, so it gives him more protection against uh, top-end cornerbacks. Uh, Smith is an amazing upside, and he's never focused on, like I said, by the number one cornerback. Smith is only owned in 40% of ESPN leagues and is a part of a Drew Brees-led Saints offense that is putting up 40 points per game like it's nothing. 
Smith has massive big play potential, which is also a great uh, risk-reward. And he does get a decent number of targets, once again, being the wide receiver, too, on this offense. So give me some Traquan Smith off the waiver wire. How about uh, we jump into that student-teacher league, Shane? Finish this off. Absolutely, Ian. Uh, going to start off with the biggest matchup of the week, of course, me versus you. Unfortunately, uh, it did not come out in my end, whereas the first time it did, but, you know, underperforming Jordan Howard uh, and Isaiah Crowell because I didn't have Todd Gurley or Marquise Goodwin. Uh, it's been uh, – it was a rough week for me. I, I don't think I'm going to make the playoffs. It's a pretty sad moment. Ian, I think you might be the only student representing us in the playoffs. Number one seed at the, at the moment. Uh, Eifler gets a bye against Godek. Uh, you know, he didn't even have to put in a quarterback or a receiver. Oh, my goodness. And his defense got him zero, and Eifler still won, believe it or not. Andrew Luck put up half of his points – it was Andrew Luck and Demarius Thomas putting up all of Mike's points, which is terrible. Yeah. Uh, Varun loses to Demont. Another, you know, another teacher beats a student. It's no surprise here. This this has been a very disappointing season for the students. Yes, it has been. Uh, Delisi uh, crushes Corn. Delisi actually almost put up 200 points, getting about 192. That's ridiculous. Her lowest scoring was nine, and that's from her kicker. And her second lowest was 16 from uh, Adams in Philadelphia. Corn, you know, that's it. I think Corn is also in the playoffs as of right now. Uh, Donaldson loses to Schwartz. Schwartz put up 175, which is a terrific week. Uh, Donaldson um, just under 100. That's still that's a pretty good week for Chaz. Uh, he started caring more about his team, which is nice to see, even though <laughs> he only has even though he has one win on the season. Uh, for next week's matchups, uh, I got Godex. So I mean, the playoff push there is not go. over yet. <laughs> you I get mean, an there's extra a win. There's a win right there. Demont versus Corn. Uh, that's gonna be a good matchup. I think Demont's looking on looking from the outside in right now, but I think Corn might is in the playoffs. Eifler kind of gets back-to-back buys going up against Team Donaldson. Uh, <laughs> Ian, you taking on Varun, which if Varun actually puts in a blind up, might be a tough week for you. And Delisi versus Schwartz. Uh, Schwartz needs this win, and if you lost uh, with a loss, I think he could possibly take first place from you, Ian. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, and tune in to next week for uh, more fantasy football information and uh, stardom sit-ems. And uh, thank you.